Welcome to the Dwell Church Sermon Archive. Dwell is a family defined by the love of God and committed to giving it away. Here is this week's message. Well, uh, good to see you guys. Happy five-year birthday. A few of you have said that to me. I do not know how to respond. Uh, I've switched to and also unto you as my response. Uh, Since this is not my church, this is our church, but I am uh, very, very grateful today. Uh, I realize that gratitude and thankfulness is not a fruit of the Spirit that comes naturally to me. Uh, This is a weird one for me. I'm just not, that's not my, like, natural bent for whatever reason. Like, when people come over to our house, they're like, oh, this is nice, and I'm sort of like, let me tell you why it's not, right? Like, do you ever do that? We're here, like, actually, uh, we're hoping that it'll be better, and uh, I'm in the middle of fixing that. Don't look at that. Don't look at that, you know, like... Uh, Sarah makes fun of me because I actually made our table, our kitchen table, and uh, she's always like, she, people come over and she's like, actually, especially if they comment on it, she's like, actually, Josh made that table. Uh, aren't you really impressed? And I'm like, look at this on the bottom, though. Like, I left, I left pencil marks right here. Like, isn't that a joke, you know? So, like, that's just kind of who I am. Um, and so today, I actually am going to try Uh, to live outside of my natural bent and actually celebrate the fact that God has done something amazing here. Uh, If you've been here for the past two weeks, you know that we've been going through this Psalm 107. It orients and defines who we are as well. You heard it as Daniel read it a second ago. The actual beginning of that psalm, the first four verses, sort of set the tone, or the first three verses that we haven't been reading, set the tone for what that psalm is. It says this, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. In fact, most translations actually, uh, you know, they have those little headlines in the Bible, and the, the headline for this psalm is, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So today, I think that we should do that. Uh, I want to talk today about like five small mini miracles that God has done in and through this family over the past few years. I very seldom do this kind of self-congratulating here at Dwell because I don't want to be like a church like built on hype. There's so much in our society today that's just built on like this false sense of like let's just get really excited and maybe something will happen. Um, And so instead, I want to be really, you know, my my alternate approach is let's be skeptical and sad and see what happens. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But that is my bent, actually. So uh, what I want to do, actually, or most of the time in Dwell, what we want to do is make much of Jesus, not of ourselves. Uh, But on this special day, I want to take the psalmist's call seriously and say that we are the wanderers. We are the hungry and tired. We are the ones looking for a place to dwell, and God and his kindness has brought us this home that we call Dwell. Actually, the last two verses of that uh, psalm that we've been reading through is verse 8 and 9, and it says this, Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man, for he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. So today, I want to do that intentionally and thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for the wondrous works that he has done in our midst. So... five miracles that have happened here in our time over the past five years as well. Number one, we beat the odds. There's an older statistic that goes around church planting, uh, which is what you call it when you start a church uh, sort of from scratch, basically, um, that says that 80% of church plants die in their first five years. 
So while this may seem like just another Sunday, uh, we've actually crossed a very like significant hurdle. Now, I don't know if that stat's actually true anymore. We're getting better and better at planting churches. Uh, it's still, they're not great numbers. And in fact, I can tell you uh, that I've experienced uh, even seeing some churches, some friends, some brothers that I had here in the city uh, in churches that just didn't work out. It's, it's an astonishing thing. Uh, because they were all better than me as leaders, right? And so I'm looking around, and I can't tell you how scary that is as a feeling, that someone is doing something very similar to you, but doing it a lot better, and then they don't pan out, right? Uh, It is just by the grace and kindness of God that we even exist today. We're also beating the odds in the city of Denver. Do you realize there's so much better stuff to do on a Sunday morning, right? Like, there is amazing things to do. We have brunch on brunch on brunch. I mean, every weekend, there is a new uh, brunch restaurant. We've outlasted 10 brunch restaurants, and they serve pancakes, right? Like, uh, it's a totally different thing that we're offering, uh, and yet, somehow, we've outlasted them. There's activities galore. We have everything that a person could possibly want to do, everything that's great about a city right next to everything that's great about the mountains. Denver is an awesome place to live, but all of those things do happen. Sundays. <clears throat> we have every distraction. That was literally what I was going to read next before my mic started count, count, uh, clocking out. What do you, I don't know what you call that? Cutting out. That's it. We have every distraction you could possibly want. <clears throat> Still, you guys choose to be here. Dwell can feel like an organization or a business sometimes. Um, and I avoid this language because uh, I believe that the church is family and it can sound kind of hypey to just be like, we're going to conquer the world or something like that. The other way that we've beaten the odds is that, do you realize that in this moment, the dwell is actually in like a battle between good and evil? That something so simple as like coming here and picking donuts off of a wall with a group of other people, like it can all just feel so like routine and, and, you know, like unimportant. But in reality, in a cosmic reality, dwell as a kite in the midst of a tornado, caught in a battle between good and evil in its truest form. Like if you believe any of this stuff that we've been talking about, that Jesus is like God's son and that he came here to save all of us and rescue us and you believe in good and evil, then you have to realize that there are powers of darkness that don't want this church to be here. And in fact... The evil one has thrown everything that he can at us. In the midst of these past five years, we've had a pandemic. We've had people, even here in this neighborhood, who've been opposed to our work. We've had conflict, uh, both internal and external. We've had crisis. We've had finances that just don't seem to make sense, right? Like numbers that shouldn't add up. Uh, We've been chased from place to place to place. Uh, Many of you know we actually started before we launched in this building right here uh, five years ago. A few of us just sort of like praying in a circle when this was a a wedding co-working space. Then we got bumped out of there, and then we met in Cheltenham for a while, and then we got bumped out of there, and then we were in the pandemic thinking that we were all just going to die, and, you know, this church was definitely not going to work out. There was one time, I remember this very uh, specifically, I think the picture might be on the wall, but I was standing there preaching. We were in a parking lot of another church. It was the evening, and uh, we were sitting in, like, you know, the three of us that were there were sitting in camping chairs, just scattered across this parking lot because we were terrified of each other, right? This was like... Seriously, like week four of COVID or something like that. Um, And uh, behind everyone, they didn't know this, but I knew it. uh, We were having one of those crazy wildfires. 
and it was like moving in as we were as we were having this gathering and the sun was setting so it was orange it was literally raining ash i mean we were like on the threshold of hell and i'm the only one that can see it everybody else is like sitting looking at me and i'm just watching this move in and i'm like we're not going to make it like why don't we just call it now you know and yet here we are still even in spite of things even as crazy feeling as that the reality is that the power that makes dwell work is greater than any power of this world. God is doing something mighty here. And I have to remind myself that even though it might feel small and insignificant, God is doing something mighty here. It might be subtly mighty. It might be even subversively mighty, which I think is kind of how he tends to work if you see his work throughout Scripture. God is doing something here among us. Second uh, mini-miracle that has happened uh, through these past five years is that we've stayed together. The group of people this weird should not actually be here. There are people in this crowd who are Democrats and Republicans and Libertarians and Anarchists and everything in between. Uh, we have Swifties, we have dweebs, uh, we have jocks, I think, maybe, even a D1 athlete, maybe, uh, or former. Uh, we have people that eat pineapple on their pizza. We have people that are intolerant of people that eat pineapple on their pizza. We have people that are Coach Prime fans. We have Coach Prime haters for some reason, just really sad, twisted people that don't want to get on the bandwagon, I guess. <clears throat> it's crazy, right? Now, you guys aren't in the game the same way that I am, and I try and protect you from this type of pastoral nonsense, but I read the stats. I follow, and I check in with other pastors. A lot of churches, actually, during the pandemic and fallout from George Floyd and all the divisiveness that was happening in our society, many churches, in fact, statistics say that most churches shrunk during that time by 40%. I had another church planner here in the city uh, who planted around the same time I did that said that his church shrunk by 60%. Uh, from the beginning of the pandemic to two years in. And I know five different church planners in the Denver area who actually shut down their churches during the pandemic in the following years. It's crazy. <clears throat> One of the things that God actually led us to uh, from the very beginning that has been extremely difficult to manage and to hold on to uh, as we started this church, one of the cultures that we wanted to set as a value uh, was that we were going to appreciate the fact that we were all different that we weren't going to be one monolithic culture, that you didn't have to sign up to, you know, an entire 300-page statement of belief to be a part of Dwell, that actually God, uh, in his wisdom, makes Christians different. He gives them the same Holy Spirit. He's the same God to all of them, and yet we come to it from different backgrounds and perspectives, and because of that, uh, sometimes we disagree. And in that disagreement, he actually uses that in his spirit to actually guide us closer to truth. And that was something that we wanted to value here at Dwell. And so because of that, we built in into the culture of dwell from the very beginning, a sense of diversity, a difference of opinions, even theological diversity to a certain degree. <clears throat> the reason uh, that this started, I think, was because the very first person on our launch team after Sarah and I were Danielle. And if you know Danielle and I, we disagree on almost everything, right? Like the list of things that we agree on is much smaller than the list that we disagree on, I think, uh, or at least it feels that way. I think we both thought that we would convince the other one of things and that it would go away, but it hasn't yet. And so uh, we're just keeping each other sharp instead. <clears throat> the crazy thing is that uh, through these past five years, and this is really the heart of what it means to stay together as a church, is that Danielle has become family to me. And 
<clears throat> in some ways, she set the standard for hospitality and caring for people in our church that has made it what it is. And she was actually here from the very beginning. That actually, uh, the first time we talked to Danielle about Dwell, we were in New Orleans. Uh, Sarah was 12 months pregnant, I think. We waddled to a ice cream shop, and Danielle was like, all right, you guys seem fine, and we gave it a shot, right? It's crazy. Josh Fraze, also here from the very beginning. He's similar to me, but different from everyone else in this room. That was, a, that was a hearty laugh. That was the appropriate laugh. You guys clearly know him very well. Josh and I used to carry a couch in and out of Cheltenham Elementary every Sunday morning so that we could create some sense of family. He's been carrying loads and even taught himself guitar just so that he could be up here on the stage. Actually, uh, somebody else who's uh, with us today, Lindo, here from the very beginning, he said... Uh, uh, like he was like, oh, are you still leading worship? And it made me remember that there once was a time when Dwell Church was the Josh Cook show sh starring Josh Cook. And I would literally like play and take off the guitar and then like step up to this and just be like, oh, okay, it's different. It's like Mr. Rogers, but in a weird way, you know, like, oh, I'm taking off one cardigan, putting on another. Man, Lindo, Dwell wouldn't be here without you. And I know you moved to the deep south uh, of Colorado Springs. That was a joke. Uh... Man, but we're grateful for you. I also want to say while I'm doing this, Sarah, thanks for being the second person uh, that God gave this dream of dwell to. No one has sacrificed for the kingdom of God. Sorry. Uh, through dwell more than you. I don't know why I'm getting teary. I'm just reading something I wrote. I wasn't crying when I wrote this. <clears throat> if our lives have been hard but good over the past five years, it's because you bring the goodness to it. And she's not the only one. <clears throat> In fact, I could talk for the next 20 minutes if I could talk about how grateful I am for all of you. Dwell wouldn't be here without so many of you. It's a testament to nothing other than the kindness and goodness of God that he actually weaves our lives together. He doesn't just send us out here to start a company and a business and just make something happen, but he actually brings people together to do it. So thank you. The next miracle is that our city is better. And you may think uh, that our city has gotten worse, especially if you're thinking in terms of just insane home prices or, you know, whatever thing that has been happening here in the city of Denver. <clears throat> but our small church is actually making an impact here. <clears throat> There's a real, like, tension and pull to think that if you're not, like, you know, uh, conquering new territory and overcoming the whole thing, this massive movement, like if we don't fill up Mile High Stadium, that we probably don't matter, and I don't think that's actually the case. We are making an impact here. We were Uber drivers for school supplies during COVID. Does anybody remember that? <clears throat> we were gathering Christmas presents for kids that have need them, needed them. We've cared for teachers at Cheltenham and Colfax. We've served the homeless. Uh, we've helped even, like, host community driving events here in the neighborhood, like the West Colfax Festival every year. 
Many of you guys may not even remember, you may not have even been a part. Uh, there was one time where uh, actually this guy that leads the West Colfax bid, uh, Business Improvement District reached out to us. They were like doing this thing where they were trying to host a festival where um, like, like they told people about like safety and walking and stuff like that, Vision Zero, if you've been around the city, if you remember any of this. Uh, and like the day before it happened, he was like, I don't have any volunteers to set up for this whole festival. And I was like, I got you, pal. And we went out there and did it. Our tiny little church was able to do it. We had a mission team actually in town of middle schoolers. And I was like, I've got 12 eighth graders that would love nothing more than to set up chairs. And then you come behind them and set them up correctly. So uh, we did that. <clears throat> Not only that, but even in, in your individual lives, we are plugged into schools and hospitals and foster care, and so many millions of other ways. We're serving people who are unhoused. We are plugged in in just a million different ways. In this tiny little church, we could go around and see all the different ways that we as individuals are serving. I mean, you may not know this. This is a rare stat. No other church planner can boast this in the city of the Denver, so I'm going to brag. We have the highest concentration of male nurses in any church per capita, that's right, of any church in the city of Denver, and that... That's something, right? All right, so we should be very, very proud of that. Many of you are serving in personal ways. You've been mentors to kids. I just wanna, I, would, I, want, I don't wanna highlight everyone. That would just take forever and be really weird, but Pat, I wanna say that your love for people in hospice care is truly inspiring, and I don't say it enough. Thank you. Mullenix, I know you don't want me to call on you, but I'm going to say it anyway. Your work in this neighborhood is changing lives, and we are eternally grateful that you allow us to take part in it. It's whole person kingdom work in a beautiful way. And not only are you doing it yourself, you're inviting other people who are following Jesus to take part in it. And we're grateful. There's probably millions of more ways that you guys are changing the city just by being salt and light in your circles. And if any of you are feeling left out, uh, please know that I'm not trying to just sort of like call on everyone or say that some people are better Christians. It's not at all, but <clears throat> we are all doing this in so many different ways. Even if you're just a person who feels like, man, he's not going to mention my name. Know that even you're just simple giving whatever it is uh, to support the work that Dwell is doing here is actually going to support all of those things as well. And you may not have taken in a foster child or provided housing to someone who needs it, but you can support and you have supported people that have. In our own personal foster care journey, you will never, I'll just say from experience, you'll never actually know the impact that so many of you have had on our family over these past few weeks. And if you want to jump in even more than this, I'm sorry for the commercial, uh, Danielle's actually going to tell us a little bit of the ways more. Today, uh, we're talking about committing to giving love away, and there's actually going to be like sort of a ministry fair outside. We have three organizations that we love and trust. And uh, you can do any sort of thing, like any way that you want to plug in. Like there's really simple ways. You can just even like, you know, throw in a couple bucks if that's what you feel called to do. There's ways that you can support foster care and foster families without even like having to welcome a child into your home. Uh, you can even just have a like kid from Compassion International, like dear sweet Mauricio that we've had for five years now, six, seven 12? I, I don't know, right? Uh, he has my same birthday, but we're not the same age, apparently. But 
many of you guys, like, that's the sort of, like, intangible ways that we can see that Dwell is actually impacting this world, that we actually have people in this room who have been supporting uh, kids in compassion across the planet for years now that we'll never actually meet. We've been caring for and loving for and supporting our missionaries in Kuala Lumpur that many of you guys uh, will never even cross paths with them. Most of us will not even see the people that they're actually over there serving. We have been making an impact. I should move on. Next, we are investing in the future of the church. Every study that you see about religion in America says the younger you are, the less likely that you are to believe in God, to be plugged into a local church, or to be a practicing Christian. It's some days it feels like half the people at Dwell Church are 25 or younger, and that is a wild thought. Two things are cool about this. One is that our Dwell Kids is actually rocking it. I can talk about them because none of them are in here right now. Uh, They're all uh, right over there with such wonderful Dwell Kids volunteers. I just want to take note that like my daughter uh, knows uh, things about pursuing righteousness and reading scripture. They're diving into much more like you know deep cut kind of scripture than we are today, and it is just astounding. Not only that, our kids' camp has gotten bigger every single year and actually shares the good news with the whole neighborhood, and kids are coming to know and love Jesus. Secondly, Dwell has, in some ways, unintentionally become a learning laboratory for the next generation. We have college students out here every summer uh, that you guys love on, care for, and lead. We also have short trips that come out all of the time uh, to plug into what Dwell is doing here. But even more than that, we have people here who are leading Cullen preaches here every once in a while, and I'm pretty sure people think that he's 12 years old. Seriously, if you stood Cullen, Anna, and Blair, and Ray next to each other, you would think they were like a middle school glee band, glee club or something like that. Like, that is much more the vibe than you get instead of, like, core leadership to this church. But man, that is the type of church that we want to be. We know, if you really like think about the history of the church, you can think that it's all like coming to a point with yourself, and that is simply not the case, that if we are not investing in the next generation of leaders, then we are failing at being just a link in the chain of the church. And it's astounding the way that I could write off the ways that we're like, oh, we're too small, we're too insignificant, we don't have enough money, whatever. And yet, here we are doing this, handing the church down to the next generation, I'm very grateful, especially for those leaders that I just named, even Blair and Ray, who did so much work to even put today together. It's astounding and a beautiful thing uh, what God is doing in and through you here, seriously. I would love to do anything that I can to help you strengthen the church of the future as long as God would ordain. Till one day... Blair's grandson is up here preaching. <clears throat> Ray's granddaughter is, you know, standing next to me in the back, and I'm asking if she knows how to play any Chris Tomlin songs, and she's like, shut up. And I'm like, it's what I grew up on. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably how it'll happen, right? I'll be Pastor Emeritus, I guess. That sounds like a cool title. Finally, <clears throat> the biggest miracle that is happening here at Dwell is that God is moving in our lives. Lisa was actually the first person that we ever baptized at Dwell. I don't know why, as we've been like thinking about this five years, I've been thinking about her a lot. She's actually not here today. She's probably watching online. Lisa, I think you are the only person that watches online, so I'm, very, I'm looking dead at the camera right now. Uh, we love you. 
<clears throat> we actually baptized her on our first birthday as a church, uh, so that'd be exactly four years ago today, um, which is just astounding. And if you hear, uh, if you get the chance to get really the blessing to hear her story, uh, to me, it is actually still unfolding. I mean, it's astounding just the ways that God has orchestrated her life through all of these like twists and turns and the crazy things that she's been a part of and rescued out of and liberated from. It's truly a beautiful thing, and it's everything that I want to be a part of in the kingdom of God. I've seen others walk through similar journeys we even seen kids that could barely walk when we started well coming to know Jesus, which is a beautiful testament to the next generation of the church. But even not in like grand salvific kind of ways, we've seen God moving in individuals' lives. We've seen people growing in devotion and deepening in love. It's amazing to me. And one of the greatest things on the planet when we see someone reading scripture for themselves for the first time. We see people praying in a dwell group with other people for the first time. That is just beautiful. We see someone taking their idea of church from being sort of like a stuffy, outdated organization and seeing it become family and real in their life. And we see friendships that start out like any other friendship in Denver develop into something so much more. When we see people learn to love their neighbor more and more, catch vision for what it looks like to serve people. When we see people committing to a people in a place that is completely countercultural to our world today, these are moments when we see the movement and the hand of God in our midst. Those are the five ways that I've seen God work in and through us. And so what we're going to do today as a simple sort of takeaway is we are just going to be thankful. We are going to let the redeemed of the Lord say so. The way that we do that, uh, we're going to celebrate through prayer in just a moment, but the way that we tangibly do that when we actually walk away from this space is actually sort of in the core language of what Dwell Church is. We are a family defined by the love of God and committed to giving it away. And so this love, if you've experienced any of this love, any of this goodness of God that has been poured out upon you, then our job, our responsibility, our blessing and honor is actually to go out and to give that love away. It's too good to keep to yourself. You've been given too much to actually keep it to yourself. This is your opportunity to invite a friend, to see your neighbors be... Uh, whether they're like a kid across the, uh, across the street, uh, whether they are a child in compassion that's across the planet, or whether they're a kid that you could adopt uh, through foster care or serve through foster care for even a short amount of time, we have been given so much love, more love than we could ever need or imagine or even understand, and so we cannot keep it to ourselves. And as always, I think this is a good time to just sort of like take a moment of reflection. If you've been around well, hopefully you've heard me say this before. We talk about giving love away. We love to serve our neighbors and believe that it is the kingdom work that God has called us to. But at the end of the day, the most loving gift that you could ever possibly give to someone is the good news of Jesus. And if anything that God has done in and among us has 
moved you, has made you experience and know his love, know that it comes first and foremost from the good news that Jesus died on the cross for us. They actually began that good work, that miraculous work that he's been living out among us by taking each and everything that we have ever done, anything that we've ever pushed ourselves away from him with, taking it up to the cross, dying so that we might have his life. So we give this great love away and pray that God grants that we would be able to celebrate even more through the next five years. So here's what I want us to do, uh, and it's going to be a little bit strange. We don't do this every single day. Uh, But Melinda, you can go ahead and come on back up. She's going to play for five minutes, five whole minutes. I know, I know, it's a long time. Uh, Five minutes. Uh, where she's going to play and lead us, and Josh as well. He's coming as well. We're going to spend five minutes. Thank you. <laughs> Anybody else, Ben? Steven, where are you? you? Come on up. Yeah. You guys come up one at a time. That'd be good. Anyway, um, we're going to take five minutes, five minutes for five years of praying, praising, and thanking God. You can do it right there at your seat. Uh, if you want, you can turn around and use your seat. Uh, as a makeshift altar, uh, you can go somewhere else if you need to. You can pray with your neighbor, with your friend. Maybe there's somebody in this room right now that you want to pray over. Uh, we're giving you total freedom right in this time uh, to say, hey, it, it doesn't matter if it feels weird or uncomfortable to you. Like, do what God is asking you to do. And if that means just sitting right there in your seat and praying silently, that is completely fine too. But here's what I'm going to invite you to pray with me. Pray thanking God. Pray praising Him for His good work in and through us. Pray thanking the Lord for His steadfast love, for His wondrous works to the children of man. For He satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul He fills with good things. Pray for those around us who are still wandering. Pray for the hungry and thirsty. Pray for those whose souls are fainting within them. And ask God to continue to do even more over these next five years. Pray your heart in this. Pray something that you desperately desire for dwell. Pray something you're asking God for, to do in and through these people. just a moment. I'll come up and close this in prayer. But this time is yours. Thanks for listening. We hope it brought you closer to Jesus and more in touch with the world around you. Being a Christian in today's culture can be hard. Fortunately, he gives us the gift of community through his church. So we would love to invite you to join us for one of our Sunday morning gatherings or for one of our weekly small groups. All the details you need can be found on our website, dwelldenver.org.